Popcorn is here, chock tops in our hands, and we are ready to talk movies this week on The Cinema Crew with Village Cinemas. Sports, drama, and alcohol in the way back. Our basketball coach had a heart attack the other night. We need a new coach, Dad. I know you're suffering. I just want you to be happy again. Black comedy in downhill. There was this huge bang. Grabbed the one you love. Pete grabbed his phone. He was gone. Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Oh, my God. Will Ferrell. Every day is all we have! Downhill. (laughs) And corporate conspiracies in dark waters. I am a corporate attorney. I defend chemical companies. Now you can defend me. This farm is like a graveyard. Something's very wrong. You need to tell me what's going on. That chemical. What if you drink it? It's like saying, what if I swallowed a tire? Our government is captive to DuPont. You are scaring me to death. They want us to think the system will protect us, but that's a lie. We protect us. We do. That's this week on The Cinema. Hello and welcome to The Cinema Crew, the podcast that talks new movies every week. My name is Michael Campbell, but you can call me Cambo. And joining me as always is Vary McIntyre. Hello. And Dan Miranda. Hey. Now, your chance to win a gold-class double pass coming up just a little later on, but first. Hate the idea of you down there by yourself all the time. I'm fine. I appreciate it. Ever since I heard the how. I heard you're coaching basketball. Yeah, keeps me busy. So how are you liking coaching so far? Great. Just getting used to the players. I made a lot of bad decisions. I had a lot of regrets. Keep pressing, trapping, taking charges. You guys earned this tonight. Team on three, one, two, three. Ben Affleck has had some ups and downs in his career. Oscar winner in his 20s to Hollywood punchline in his 30s, back to being an Oscar winner in his 40s. Well, lately he's opened up about his struggles with alcohol and his latest movie, The Way Back, seems like a personal tale. Does it work? It's extremely uh, evocative of his real life if he's struggled with alcohol. Ben Affleck is an interesting character. I think he played this role in the film very well. So basically it's about an underdog named Jack and it focuses on his inner turmoil, working as a construction worker who is obviously an alcoholic. So he gets approached by his old college headmaster to take over as head coach for the failing basketball team as he was once their star player and uh, in years past. But throughout the film we learn mm, a lot about his past that maybe lead to why he is in this place in his life right now. Well, it makes him realise that he has to confront his personal issues Mm. to become a better coach and a better human. So in this world that he's become accustomed to, yeah, he's an alcoholic, he's very depressed and keeping to himself, but then coming out of his shell a bit, um, teaching these kids how to play basketball. Mm. And obviously they're the underdogs, they're not doing too well and he has to motivate them and doing that motivates (laughs) himself. I'm always really interested in these kinds of movies where it's clearly an actor working something personal out about themselves. So we talked about Honey Boy just the other Mm -hmm. week. There's a movie called The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke in which it was about a man who used to be famous and has struggled through his life, which is the story of Mickey Rourke, uh, where, you know, Ben Affleck kind of stepped away from the huge spotlight that is Batman Mm. or the bat symbol really, and decided to do a film all about the personal struggles that he himself was going through at that time. 
And I think that that is when you get the best performances out of these actors as well. I was quite surprised that he hadn't written or directed it himself. Yeah. It seems like one of these passion projects that he would have been involved with, but it was just something that he felt drawn to. And obviously he can play the part really well. He has said in interviews that obviously the alcoholism part was easy for him. Yeah. It was actually the basketball that was the hardest. And people <laughs> should be, they'll be glad to know Ben Affleck is is recovering from alcoholism. He is, he's fit and he's healthy again. Yeah. But this was very much inspired by a time that he wasn't. Yeah, sure. And I think uh, his character that he plays, Jack, uh, you can relate to him in some way, not specifically maybe alcoholism, but I feel that there's a fair amount of faith in the metaphysical and literal sense woven throughout the film. And I think that sort of, you know, adds this sort of, I don't know, layer to the story that he's going through. And so we've talked a little bit about the the alcohol aspect of the movie, which is something that, you know, Looms over the movie. Sure. There's also a sports movie. Yeah. And Gavin, o- Gavin <laughs> oh, yeah. O'Connor directed this. Uh, and he's actually a great sports mm. movie director. Uh, he directed a movie a couple of years ago, really great movie called Warrior, mm. which is all about MMA, which is not a subject that interests me, but a movie that I love. Yeah. It's actually about MMA and alcoholism. He's got a, he's got a type of movie that he makes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but how does the sports aspect Ooh. come through? Do you think that it lands? Is it like a Coach Carter or a Remember the Titans type? Exactly Remember the Titans. That's what I had written it's down. exactly Coach Carter. Yeah. Much this movie. Exactly Let's put them side basketball. by side and then, you know. <laughs> but expect to see lots of slow motion montage of scenes to uplifting music with, you know, obviously a lot of victorious events happening throughout this. So it does have the the ingredients for a, a you know, underdog sports film. Yeah, it follows the formula of a sports movie where you have someone who's an underdog, um, this story arc of redemption for the main character, their interpersonal relationships with other characters makes them a better person, the team having to go through various stages of being bad to being good and then they have to win games <laughs> against all these other teams and then they have to go against the the best team in in the local circuit right at the end. Yeah. So a lot of those sports movies that we've been talking about very recently mm. as well as any musical like Glee and and those sorts of things where you have regionals and finals and, and things like that. So it follows the, the basic yeah. structure of a sports movie but it has yeah. this extra element of it's also a man recovering himself and and yeah, kind of, yeah, right. So who do you think should see The Way Back? I think if you, you like those sports underdog films like Remember the Titans with Denzel, you'll enjoy this. Yeah, and for fans of Ben Affleck who've been following his personal story and his job, I guess, as well, if you remember there's quite an iconic photo of him that goes around the internet a lot where he's put on a little bit more weight, he's got a cigarette in his hand and he just looks so dejected and that gets shown around a lot. And the pictures that are coming out of him on the set of this film, he looks so much happier and healthier and it's so cute to see. So if you like his acting and the sorts of stories he's into, that classic redemption arc, movies we've mentioned like The Fighter, The Wrestler, Coach Carter, Friday Night Lights, it's a classic feel-good movie. It looked like it was going to kill us. For a moment. And, and I look over at Pete and he had left us. How could I have run away? Can you run in ski boots? Not very well. Boom. Regardless, I wouldn't leave my family to die. That's boom. The latest Will Ferrell and Julia Louis-Dreyfus comedy Downhill is amongst some scary company, an American remake of a critically acclaimed foreign film. For every The Departed, there are a ton of films that don't manage to survive the translation with the spirit of the original. 
Does this film, pardon the pun, have an uphill battle on its hands? This definitely has an easy slide down the hill. And I was unaware that it was a remake of a Swedish film when I saw this. And it made sense to me then afterwards why I enjoyed it so much. I was like, oh, this is very different for an American comedy. I remember you distinctly saying yes. like, oh, because it did have a lot of depth to it. Now that makes sense. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and especially because I'm not the biggest fan of Will Ferrell's type of comedy. It is completely different to that. And I'm glad to see him in a more serious role. So the story is that, um, well, Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Will Ferrell, they play parents, Billy and Pete, and they're on a vacation in the Austrian Alps with their two sons. And the family is traumatised by a near-death experience from an avalanche in which Billy stays to protect her two sons and Pete runs for his life. Awkward. (laughs) So when the snow settles, the couple are forced to reevaluate their relationship and how they feel about each other. I love this as a premise. Mm. Like what do you do yeah. in a relationship where one of you one of you just saved themselves selfishly mm. and left mm. his whole family yes. to presumably die? But he obviously has a different perspective on that situation yes. and he doesn't think he ran away. <laughs> he was running for help. <laughs> so the marriage, yeah, takes a rocky turn and this vacation that they're supposed to be spending as a family then turns into who's going to take care of the kids and the parents kind of having their alone time and a lot of introspective thinking for, of who they are, what do they want and what do they expect from their partner and then then trying to get back together and trying to like figure out, well, okay, what, what actually happened? Do we move forward? What's going on? And so this is a, a, what's known as a black comedy, which means mm. it finds humour in very dark, serious, often like morbid situations. Uh, and they're not always the easiest genre to pull off. Do you think it handles the drama and the comedy of a black comedy? I think that's exactly what this film is. Like it is helmed by really accomplished comedians in their own right. Mm. And for them to go, I'm going to go against my usual tropes and play against and it comes across really well. And I, I wrote that Will Ferrell in this more subdued role is what I want more of him. And so this has, you talk about heavyweights and even behind the scenes, uh, my faith in it is restored a lot by who's behind it. So yeah. uh, it's uh, one of the people behind it is Jim Rash, who yep. some people most commonly know as the Dean from Community. Community. Yes, But a couple him. of years ago he wrote and directed a movie called The Way, Way Back, yeah. which is one of my favourite like coming of age movies. Not The Way Back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the way, not way, the way back. back. The way, way back. The prequel. No. <laughs> uh, and again, he took Steve Carell, who was at that, at that time known for big over-the-top mm. comedic performances and stripped it right back and got this really great Steve Carell performance. And similar to that, it's also partly written by someone called Jesse Armstrong, who currently writes a show called Succession, which is very popular, but writes one of my all-time favorite British sitcoms, Peep Show. And that show is absolutely rife for taking situations that should not be funny and giving them a comedic spin. So the fact that those two have come together for this project really gives me a lot of faith in it. Also, Nat Faxon is one of the writer-directors who's the voice of Elfo in Disenchantment. (laughs) (laughs) So if you can imagine all these characters, I as always imagine them as the Dean, uh, the character, and Elfo, Mm. then directing and writing this very serious (laughs) relationship drama. In in like a series of silly (laughs) costumes or something like that. But it was actually... Julia Louis-Dreyfus, who wanted to make this film and she started the project 
and was in contact with the original movie's director, Ruben Ostland, and he was really on board to make a an American version of his film. So I think that it, it is rare that, that it works. Uh, the Office is maybe a good example. Mm. I mentioned The Departed in the introduction. So you think this is maybe one of the rare things where the spirit of the film still works. It still has some depth to it. Yes, definitely. There's also some crossover in one of the actors, Christopher Hivju, who is... From oh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. That Redhead man. Yeah, the big guy. Yeah, the big beard, the big red beard. <laughs> that guy. But he plays a different character. He was in the original Swedish film and now he's playing a different character in this one. And there's also Miranda Otto in this ooh, film. All-star cast. We've got so many famous people in this one. And one of my favourite comedians coming up at the moment, Zach Woods, who's been in uh, mm. Silicon Valley and The Office and uh, is currently on Avenue 5. Same people behind Downhill make Avenue 5. So anything that Zach Woods is in, I'm into. I will love it. I laughed out loud at the over-the-top performance given by Charlotte, a sexually forward German woman who maybe works at the ski resort. And as you mentioned before, she's played by Australian actress Miranda Otto. Yeah, she was kind of the only character that I didn't like. See, she was very American, wasn't she, in her, in her portrayal? American. I mean, humour-wise. Like, like broad humour. She like was over the top. Stereotype. Correct. Yeah, yeah stereotype of an, like a German-Austrian sort of lady. <laughs> and that was, maybe that was partly a homage to the original, but yeah. I don't know if her character was in the original one, though. So who do you think should see Downhill? I think couples should see this one, Ooh. controversially. <laughs> I think it's a bit of a relationship tester. It would, um, if you're wanting to have an argument with your partner about what they what would do would in the situation, that yeah, would be quite amusing. Certainly it's a black comedy that's, yeah, more of a character study on family and the turmoil that can ensue, which I found interesting because seemingly they're living it up on an extravagant overseas holiday and still they have problems. What? <laughs> Also still in cinemas, The Invisible Man. Lee Winnell's back in the director's seat with a thrilling tale about a man we can't see. Miss Fisher and the Crypt of Tears. The Great Australian Series gets its own movie. Motherless Brooklyn. Edward Norton plays a character who's a detective with Tourette's. And Honey Boy. Shia LaBeouf plays his own father. Yes, you can hear about all of those movies and in fact everything that's in cinemas right now in our back catalogue you can access from whichever podcast app you'd like. Farmer came to see me. Friend of my grandmother's. His farm is a graveyard. Based on the explosive New York Times expose. This chemical from his creek. What if you drank it? You want to be the guy that finds out? Your pa's hiding something. You want to flush your career down the toilet? Be my guest. They filed for a gag order. I hope you know what you're doing. You need to tell me what the hell is going on. You really want to know? Mark Ruffalo seems to have two careers in film. One is amongst the Hollywood blockbusters with his involvement in the Avengers, and the other seems to be small, mature dramas like Spotlight or his most recent movie, Dark Waters. Even though he never turns into a hulking green monster, is there enough here to keep people interested? Ooh, yes, I was very intrigued by this film. There's so much we can discuss. So the film Dark Waters was based on a New York Times 2016 article called The Lawyer Who Became DuPont's Worst Nightmare. Now, basically, it starts with a farmer whose cows mysteriously start dying, a total of 190. Um, So he approaches Rob Billot, played by Mark Ruffalo, a corporate defence attorney who eventually agrees to take on an environmental lawsuit against a chemical company, big one, DuPont, that exposes a lengthy history of pollution. Yeah, so this, I think it starts in like the 80s, Mm. going into the 90s, 
and the cases were still going in the 2000s. This is something that is still quite current and looks at this long history. And I think, yeah, with that article only being um, released in 2016, um, from the the person who's actually like involved in this and who's had some deformities happen yeah. to them because of this chemical being released into the groundwater of this community, it had this widespread effect um, starting just in this small town and there were a lot of like deformities with children, high rates of cancer and the more Mark Ruffalo's character starts uncovering the the case, the more he finds out just how much pollution has been escaping mm. over like a 20-year period. Yeah, this movie is the kind of movie where the premise actually sounds admittedly kind of boring, yeah. right? Like he's looking into a chemical company for pollution. But the more it unravels and the more sinister the movie becomes mm. and it does become quite sinister, like it's not a good look for this company. Let's just say that. Yeah. No. It becomes like scary and infuriating. Yes, this movie. Uh, not you're not furious at the movie. You're furious at the situation because you've never heard of it. Yeah, and it, and it mm. affected so many people so negatively. Well, just to put into some context, what this chemical is, it's called PFAS in this this series of chemicals, and it's a synthetic chemical consisting of this won't make sense, but multiple fluorine atoms att- attached to a carbon backbone. That means. It really can't break down. It has like such a long life that it's actually nicknamed the forever chemical. It was originally developed by the military and it's so useful in waterproofing that they're used in just about everything from food packaging, raincoats, carpets, uh, makeup, and most famously coated cookware, if you you know that. And it's so, it's very highly toxic and it means it can travel very quickly and easily and accumulate in the environment and human bodies, dun, dun, dun. And it's linked to several different diseases like cancer and they've only recently discovered the presence of the PFAS in remote Arctic regions where there are no humans. It is just so widespread over the world that they think now that 99% of the human population has this chemical within their body. And this movie has a couple of things that I really like. I love a government, oh, not government, but corporate conspiracy, Mm. I suppose, in this one. Uh, I love I love a conspiracy that's unraveling, which this very mm. much has, and I love a big self righteous monologue where someone tells a big <laughs> company off. And Mark Ruffalo gets a couple of them in this movie. <laughs> How do you think the performances were? I was totally invested in him because you live through this character that he's playing, and he was a real person. So I think the passion that he displays on screen, you're, you're right there with him. You're, I think. He's completely believable. He rips up carpet in one scene and you're, and his wife, played by Anne Hathaway, comes out and she's like, what are you doing? But you're like, yeah, what are you doing? Oh, okay, yes, that makes sense. Yeah, so, it's yeah. like the people... You, you rationalise everything yeah. he does. Yeah, it's people wearing alfoil on their heads so it stops like government and alien yeah. signals and stuff. It gets to that level of like this Teflon stuff is <laughs> everywhere, <laughs> in everything. You I can't not, actually get away from it. I actually bought a new fry pan after seeing Oh, my God, <laughs> yes. I raised home to check if I had Teflon and I have stone cookware yes, so that's fine. Good. But, yeah, if it's in makeup and carpets and stuff. Mm, like We're doomed anyway. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, it's a real movie to make you think and reevaluate a lot about yourself. So who do you think should see Dark Waters? This film was, as I said, actually one that has stayed with me since I saw it. It's full of quite mind-blowing information that is truthful that goes to show how money can fuel collusion within massive companies. Maybe the only thing that I thought was off was the title because because perhaps it's maybe it's a bit evocative of the murkiness of the subject matter, but Dark Waters doesn't really give you much. It's a bit generic. It's Mm. a generic title and I went into it not having any clue what to think, but I was 
I was astounded. It's like one of these social expose movies like Aaron Barakovich or Official Secrets. Um, but this one is told very slowly and methodically. So you have to be patient with it. But at the end, you'll probably be very angry and want to tell all your friends about it <laughs> and get rid of all the Teflon in your house. Now, for your chance to win a Gold Class Double Pass, simply head to the Village Cinema's Facebook or Instagram page, look for the Cinema Crew post and answer the question. Well, to celebrate Ben Affleck in The Way Back, which was going to be called The Has Been, we'd like to know which actor or actress has your favourite Hollywood comeback. There's a couple of them. You've got your Mickey Rocks, Robert Downey Jr. Simply leave your answer with the hashtag of the Cinema Crew for your campaign. Now, we've talked enough about dark waters. Let's talk about happier waters. Dan, there's something cool going on this week. We do have the Disney Best Friends Forever Festival continuing this week with my personal favourite animated classic, The Little Mermaid. So that's playing all this week. And do you know this was actually the last Disney film to use hand-painted backgrounds? Really? After this, they moved on. Lazy is what I oh. say. <laughs> <laughs> yes, simply head to villagecinemas.com.au for more information. Next week, Vin Diesel is back in the comic book adaptation of Bloodshot. Feel good British charm in Military Wives, American crime drama in Queen and Slim, and New Zealand action in The Legend of Baron Toa. Until then, thank you, Byron. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. Thanks. My name is Cambo, and this is The Cinema Crew, Village Cinemas.